Today on Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, keep the car running. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. We are the only podcast on the internet that talks about every single Arcade Fire song alphabetically, one per episode. My name is Alex Payende, and beside me, as always, is the wonderful Owen Heaney. Hello. We are coming out of CITR, the campus recording and radio station at the University of British Columbia in British Columbia, Canada. And how are you doing today, Owen? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Uh, you told me to, is it keep the kettle on? Uh, don't turn on. Ah, right. Keep the car running. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've got a, I've got a semi, semi-weekly as often as we get up input on hearing Arcade Fire in weird places because, uh, a local close friend of the podcast who's also had previous hearings she told us that she heard Rebellion at a food place on campus. So just give us a guess for our UBC listeners which one you think <laughs> it was. A food place on campus playing uh, Kerner's. Harvest. Huh. A little corner store. For uh, Yeah, for uh, uh, our listeners who d- don't go to UBC, which is probably like 6,800 of the 7,000 that uh, we have the estimate of. Uh, Harvest is this tiny corner store on campus that's kind of expensive, and uh, yeah, it, it's very very odd. Not at all the first place I would have guessed. Yeah, I mean, update for me, I was in Victoria again last weekend, Which too. Which is where Owen's from, and where uh, Sarah is from. Well, not really, she's from the island, but yeah. Oh, well, yeah, the island is. Um, no, uh, so I was actually back there, and on the radio, like the one station, it played everything now, and like... So it's still playing everything now. Like, it's still on the radio cycle, which I thought would be interesting. Because they played it a lot initially when the album was released. But, you know, we're getting, like, farther and farther away. And it's still on the cycle. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I was going to say, I heard Creature Comfort on the Vancouver alternative station, uh, The Peak. Uh, but, I mean, I feel like that's pretty small potatoes. I, I've, I've, I've only heard everything now played once, where I've heard Creature Comfort played a lot um i hear i've heard rebellion and power out and keep the car running and probably more but i don't think i've ever heard wake up on the radio which i think is surprising it's a long song they didn't want like a radio edit it's still like i feel like their biggest and most recognizable it's like um they i've heard them play japan droids a couple times which are a vancouver band that are fairly fairly big and they play the lead single off the new album, but I've never heard them play House That Heaven Built, which I don't know if oh, like, that's like a good comparison of Wake Up to Everything Now. Yeah. Like their most recognizable song with also a, I suppose, yelling part. But you know what they say, uh, Wynn says, is they have no hits. You either have all hits or no hits, and he's uh, happy that they have no hits. That's uh, the next one on their uh, album trilogies of uh, Funeral Suburbs 2, Reflector, Everything Now, next one. The next one's going to be All Hits. <laughs> all Hits, baby. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, one more thing before we get into the song. Last week we talked about covers, and I defended some. And I forgot one of the best covers they've ever done live in Stockholm on the Reflector tour. They covered Chikatita by ABBA. But they've done a lot of cool covers, but this one was special because uh, they came out with the Reflector band, the Bobbleheads, but also Richard, Regine, and Tim came out. And uh, uh, Tim and Richard were playing the guitar, 
and Regine was playing the pan flute or recorder or something, and then Tim was singing. Really? Yeah. I have not seen that video. I need to look that it, up. Yeah, like of all of them, he has a very pleasant voice. Well, he has uh, his own music Sam Patch, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't. Uh, I I definitely listened to it, but like, other than Richard Reed Perry and Will, I haven't really dove deep into the solo stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and Richard was doing hard. It, it was it was so weird to see Tim sing. Uh, yeah. What do you? <laughs> you have any more pre basic facts? Nah, I'm ready to jump in. Go for it. Okay, here we go. Track two of the band's second full-length album, which is Neon Bible. This is Keep the Car Running. I mean, we've said it a few times, but (laughs) keep everyone updated. Three minutes and 29 seconds long, which is about 30 seconds below the average for the album. It is released as part of the album on March 5th, 2007, and then again as its own single 14 days later on March 19th. And its B-side on the single is Broken Window, which we talked about Mm -hmm. before. It has 13.6 million listens on Spotify, which is the second highest on the album behind No Cars Go. Uh, And then, but however, it's somewhere around 19th overall for all the songs. Everything now has a lot more listens on Mm -hmm. Spotify than almost any other Uh, albums. Recency. Definitely. Uh, The most recent was Sloss Fest, the most recent played live. And uh, that was on July 14th, 2018 in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. And that is one of 287 times that it's been played live. So it is the 12th most played song live, third highest on Neon Bible. So it doesn't, you know, doesn't quite crack the top 10, but it's getting there. Uh, and then also, like no, the reason No Cars Go has such a distinct advantage in being played live is because it was originally released on the EP, right? So mm-hmm. you got, and they don't change like distinctions between playing the song before yeah. and after Neon Bible. Um, and then famously, we, uh, Alex just put this on, but uh, we were listening to it as they played the song live with Bruce Springsteen in Ottawa yes. on October fourteenth, two thousand seven. Ottawa of all places, that I would have, I might have cried. I, I don't know. Um, do you think they they would have done it in Jersey? Um, yeah, that's. I just would have. He must have been on tour or something, just because that's where he is. Um, because uh, yeah, I like the Killers or Brandon Flowers played with him, but that was when he was. I'm pretty sure when he was around Vegas, where Brandon Flower used to, Brandon Flowers used to live, and so he came when Bruce was there. Um, yeah, that's he. He's really big on on bringing people or going to play with people. When I saw him in Seattle, Eddie Vedder came and uh, came and played with him, which was cool. I'm not a huge Pearl Jam fan, but it's still just you know cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think this is a very very key song on Neon Bible as the second song on the album, and uh, to to uh, set some context for what I'm gonna talk about. I went back to Black Mirror way, way back in the beginning, almost a year ago, uh, and reviewed kind of my notes. And what I said, so two key things is first, when he says the, the curse is never broken, I, uh, he says, I think that um, you're never going to be young again, and you're never going to be who you were again, and who you thought you were, and, what you th- and who you thought would be reflected is never going to be there again. Uh, you're kind of cursed with, with getting old. And, and everything that comes with that. And the show me where the bombs will fall, I think it's like, show me who I am, what I'll become, and what will die, and what will change. 
And this is important, saying that this was all of the stuff Wynn is doing in the beginning of this album, perhaps the whole thing, is very a knee-jerk reaction to this this going, getting older, and any sort of change is a bomb falling and something destroying. And I think that that's the pace that we set with Black Mirror and the pace we're going in to keep the car running. Not so much musically from Black Mirror into this, but emotionally, that this is us dealing with the fact that we think that the curse is is there and we've been cursed with with uh with getting old yeah it's interesting i'm glad we have that you know background as we go into the song and kind of look at it yeah uh and key key win desperate voice on this song yeah although we say it like win really like this is his singing voice is that like uh we talked about one like win is not a great a great singer um or he's a great singer but he's not like a classically good vocalist you know what i mean like extending their range or like. Yeah, like, I mean, I was just talking about, we talked about it once, I think, like, who who do I, maybe it was off air, who do I think is the best modern singer? And I think it's like Brandon Flowers. Uh, if you look at like him or like Bono from U2, who's older, like they're like legitimately good singers. Did you see, uh, uh, what's his name? Not, maybe it was T.I., no. It was something like that. <laughs> he covered, uh, you know, Time to Say Goodbye. <laughs> the, oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he killed it. He was like, oh, I used to be trained as a classical singer, and I've always wanted to do opera, and <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> T.I.? No, it wasn't T.I., but it was someone like that. Maybe it was uh, the week. No, it, it was someone like that, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that Wynn is a fantastic singer in his own right, uh, but he wouldn't be like, he's not someone who would get accepted into music school for his voice. Um, but I think he's a phenomenal. You hear singer. that when a challenge has been put <laughs> laid down. The gauntlet is down. Uh, yeah, like there couldn't be any other person who could fit the Arcade Fire sound, and that makes him a phenomenal singer. But he has a distinct voice, but not like a classically good voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which is weird when he did the intervention karaoke because he was trying to sing and not do his natural voice. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting with the Bruce cover as well because you get the switch between Bruce and and Win, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like you don't get in here hear a different version back to back with what it was. Yeah, I uh, I wonder if anyone can't listen to Arcade Fire because they can't stand Win's voice the way people like some people don't listen to Bob Dylan because of his voice or uh, Tom Waits or Bruce or uh, I wouldn't say Joanna it's Newsom. Dis- it's not as distinctive. Like Bob Dylan has such a distinctive voice that I could see yeah. that, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like it's a lot of, like, a lot of singers aren't, like, classically good, but still are phenomenal. Like, mm-hmm. all the ones I just mentioned, or, like, you don't have to be a phenomenal singer to be a, uh, uh, phenomenal artist. <laughs> Is it not plugged in? <laughs> this whole time, I've been wearing headphones, I'm like, I don't think they're working. I, mean, I don't think we're going to put this on the air, but... <laughs> it's good, it's good. <laughs> I don't think they're working. And turns out the ones I had were not plugged in. Oh, that's so much better now. I can actually hear things. Wow. Uh, like that tweet we saw about uh, if about male podcast hosts where it was like, if it, they clearly need an editor. Yeah. Oh, that's so much better. I can actually hear things now. Uh, oh. we, we may or may not take this. If you're hearing this, we didn't take it off, obviously. Okay. But um, actually, one thing I wanted to say as well was um, live the, another live cover. Is the Foo Fighters. Yes, yes, I was going to mention that later. And uh, I thought, like, I, I listened to it, and I, I put a few notes down, 
And uh, so basically, uh, Dave Grohl, the lead singer of Foo Fighters, former drummer of Nirvana. Uh, I don't really listen to much Foo Fighters. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, but he like he says that like I watched a, he did this video live for BBC, and he said that earlier in the, like this live concert he had done it. Uh, and he done it, but he said, "Oh, I butchered it, so I want to give it a try." And he said that he was listening to "Keep the Car Running" like um, all the time. Right? And he said he was listening to it every day. This was like back in like 2009 too, right? So it was a little bit closer to the release date. And I just thought it was really funny because they had this guy playing the accordion, who they must have hired to play the accordion, because yeah. <laughs> I assume the Foo Fighters doesn't have an accordion player. But as he plays it, he's wearing like his little toque, and he's just smoking a cigarette out of the corner <laughs> of his mouth as he plays the accordion. And it's just like <laughs> such a funny image. And like overall, Great Tom Waits. Overall, I thought like the cover was not bad. It was pretty faithful to the original, and you know it was not bad. Yeah, this is like uh, they're. Maybe even their most traditional rock song. Yeah. Like, more than Power Out or um, what are some other, like, bangers? Uh, like, Month of May. Yeah, Month of May, classic. Or nothing really past that. Um, except maybe Put Your Money on Me. But uh, No, not, not in the same way. That's more of a pop song. But this yeah. is, like, this could be on classic rock radio kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but they don't. I, I feel like maybe basic facts. The Foo Fighters asked them to open for them. Maybe I know like Coldplay did in the beginning, and I've, maybe the Foo Fighters did, but they're not. Uh, it's not really their aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Foo Fighters. I don't listen to a lot of their stuff either, but they're a band that it's hard to not hear their hits. Like yeah. Everlong is great, but I've also heard like I can I could probably name like five songs like The Pretender, Learning to Fly and Walk <laughs> and. Uh, is Learning to Fly them? Uh, not the Tom Petty Learning yeah, to Fly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a different... Oh. No, 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 no. Walk... It's Learning to Walk again. That's, that's the... I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> what? <laughs> no, um... Yeah, no, as uh... My thing with the Foo Fighters, too, is, like, I like, is, like, Dave Grohl is the biggest music nerd, I think, of mm-hmm. all time. And like, such a big advocate for, for music. Yeah, so I think, like, that's, like, he'd appreciate what we're doing here, you know? Mm-hmm. And he hates he hates uh, music reality TV shows, like what? Like he was saying, oh, like American like, Idol and and, uh, like, uh, and, and the Voice. The he voice he hates the Voice. He was like, you think Bob Dylan would have been uh, would have been pressed a button for from Christina Aguilera for his voice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. After that sidetrack, though. Yeah. Uh, ready to get into the lyrics? Let's jump right in. All right. Uh, every night, my dreams the same, same old city with a different name. They're not coming to take me away. I don't know why, but I know I can't stay. There's a weight that's pressing down. Late at night, you can hear the sound. Even the noise you make when you sleep can't swim across the river so deep. They know my name because I told it to them, but they don't know where and they don't know when. It's coming. When? It's coming. So what do you think? I think, like, this right away, it's, hey, this song could have been on the suburbs. Of any song on Ian Bible, if any mm-hmm. song in their entire, like, discography that isn't on the suburbs like this one i think could fit in it fits mm-hmm. like the themes of the town it's like the most rock classic like you were saying before i think like that all adds up together and now it's like oh that yeah that could be on the suburbs yeah it would have to be around city with no children as a continuation of like him thinking of where he was rather than where he is mm-hmm. in the sense that some of the songs are mostly about like I've moved past the feeling versus I'm in the mindset of when I was still in the feeling. Yeah. Uh, because I think that every night he's dreaming that like 
that he's living in that city with no children in it. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, he's done so much in his life that's unforgivable. I, like, or he's told himself that growing up in this curse is unforgivable. Um, you know, that he tried and failed to capture that dream that he wanted on funeral. And, you know, Bruce came on. This is the album that everyone compared to Bruce. And uh, I, I agree. Like, more than the suburbs, because this has some sort of imagery, this album is the very Bruce album. Um, lines from Bruce's The River, which also has that sort of water freedom theme. He says, is a dream alive if it don't come true, or is it something worse that sends you down to the river, and into the river we dive? Which, again, compared to all the stuff on this album of running from your fear to the sea, and this song comes in from waking up from their dream of never falling asleep and never surrender and staying young forever and all the stuff they're, they're running from, and... Then there's this thought pressing down and, you know, even when they're sleeping and even when they're sleeping and, you know, what they thought is giving in, uh, they're still they're still losing. They're still getting cursed even when they're at what they thought was the peak of of everything bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like that they need to wake up. And even when they're not waking up, they're still losing. Um and uh, they, they, they can't cross the river. That's that symbol of everything that separates where they are and where they want to be uh, that Regine still thinks on this album and on the next album or on Reflector that they can get to the sea where when after he kind of knows now that there's a black wave in the middle of it that's not going to let them let them cross, which is I mean, another thing on this song. Like he he knows what's going on. Um, it's not like he's sort of speculating where they are. He, he's convinced himself. And I think in that desperation of not knowing what to do, I think up until this point, he's kind of talking to someone who is sitting in shotgun or sitting in the driver's seat outside a liquor store or a gas station and kind of giving this monologue and then turning to them and like maybe getting a gun out of his pocket and saying, like, keep the car running and then goes inside and holds up the place. What do you think? I like that imagery. Uh yeah, I like the fact that it, the the urgency that comes with that, and that the, mm-hmm. this is like a you're reaching a breaking point. I think like that's what the imagery like. It doesn't have to be a guy holding up a gas station. It could be you know a guy walking him to an edge, or you know like it's just like the yeah like the the urgency is what's so important, and like you feel mm-hmm. that right at the start of the song, and just how fast it escalates, like the music and yeah, like I, I'm gonna go do something that is going to require us to get out of here as fast as <laughs> I can when when we get back. Uh, yeah, you know, like this is desperate. He thinks he's in desperate times and is going for desperate measures. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Want to get into the, the next bit? Yeah. There's this fear I keep so deep. Knew its name since before I could speak. Yeah, oh. They know my name. because four O's. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're, uh, <laughs> okay, well. All right, all right, keep going. For any listeners out there, that's O, O, O. Oh, no more O's after that. I think it's like O oh, four O's with a with a uh, uh, what's the echo like O O O O O O O O. Okay, good to know. They know my name because I told to them, but they don't know where. They don't know when it's coming. Oh, when it that it's coming. Keep the car running. So what is this? What is this fear to you? Uh, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because you're talking, you all, you said a few times, right? It's like the fear of growing old, right? Or the fear of knowing that, like, it's it's interesting because like there's a difference between fear of growing old and fear of knowing that you're old. 
I like I think like it's a mindset, right? Because mm-hmm. what the band is like when they're young in Laika or something, let's say they're young. It's like they're what they can do when they're young to what they can do when they're older is not that different. But it's like what you close yourself off to by having that different mindset. So I think like the, the fear of realization is what they're. It's the fear of realizing they're old and then like limiting their opportunity or their options. Yeah, yeah, like the. Uh, the putting it into you know Bruce again like funeral is very much like I don't know what it is but we I we have to get out of this like we're born to run we have to get out of here or we're gonna get trapped in this place that we hate whereas now it's like we've made it out and it it's the same and it's not like we're running from something because we're here like it's a fear of where there are in their lives versus where they think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's the fear of uh, seeing the death of everything that's wild, you know? Yeah. I think that's like these three albums are very much a trilogy because of the way they connect to each other in the narrative that sort of ends on the suburbs, at least in the specific... Uh, like, it, 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 like the themes of them growing old as a band and what they're going through continue through the discography... But this is very much a trilogy of, of like, themes and imagery and music with sort of uh, prologue being the EP. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's just it's tough to tie a theme to the EP. Yeah, I fair enough. Like it, it very much is just an EP that they're they're just starting to find their stride. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that so right now he's like he shifts from no longer really speaking in metaphors with the they know my name. I kind of see him like. Having been stopped by the police or something on like at some point being sus- like he's suspicious of something, and uh, he's saying like, "Look, they they know who I am, but don't worry about it. You know, I'll be in and out. Keep the car running." Uh, so now, who do you think is the driver? Um, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, might have to give me a little thirty seconds. What do you? Who do you think is the driver? I think it's the person who has been learning to drive their whole life and grabbed their mother's keys and left with Wynn, or the male speaker. Yeah. Uh, that they left together trying to escape where they were, and the process of him realizing before her that they, uh, they, they're going to get, you, you can't, like he's moving past the feeling where she never does, arguably, until the end of Reflector, if anywhere. Uh, I think that like this, all the driving imagery has been, yeah, very much about the female character. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think of that? Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like one of those things. Like he's telling the side character, like they're looking for something, right? They're looking for it, and but as they go out and away, it's like, okay, I'll well, I'll, ch- I'll check here, but you keep the car running as mm-hmm. I check because we might have to move on. We're like always moving. We're always moving. It's like we want we want to stop, but uh, you know, keep the car running just in, case, in case, just in case. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything else for this part? No, go ahead. All right. If some night I don't come home, please don't think I've left you alone. The same place that I must go when they die, you can't climb across a mountain so high. The same city where I go when I sleep, can't swim across a river so deep. Um, before I go into the last bit, the lyrics that I saw are the, the same place that I must go when they die. I always heard that as... The same place animals go when they die. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that fits so well because it's like 
you know, when animals, like I know specifically when cats die, they don't want to die at home. They kind of go off into the wilderness and die on their own. I did not know that. That's kind of sad. I know. Oh, definitely. When my cats were getting old, I was like, what if they just go off and die? We never see them again. And I thought I thought that fit in so well on this album. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's that's not the words. Um, yeah, I yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's like they it's a mumble, right? Uh, like, yeah, it's like, you know, you can interpret it any way you want. But uh, it kind of comes off like that. Yeah. And at least for me, like if it's a song that I've heard so many times and know all the words, even if it's a bit that I'm just kind of mumbling, I don't really look up the words because I always just like. I don't even look up the words. I already know what they're saying. The biggest one for me is on Wake Up where it's like the, we're just a million little gods causing rainstorms, turning every good thing to rust. My whole life, I've just been mumbling that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it. Yeah, I, until recently when I looked it up. Yeah. Anyway, they know my name because I told it to them, but they don't know where and they don't know when it's coming or when. Is it coming? Keep the car running. Keep the car running. Keep the car running. What do you think of the last bit, Owen? Um, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, it's supposed to be the conclusion of the song, but it's not really a conclusion of the idea. And for that, you have to go further into the album, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, you'd think the end of the song would be, oh, we found the place, right? Like, you can turn off the car, we can settle down here. But it's not. And he keeps saying, keep the car running, keep the car running, keep the car running. Mm-hmm. So their objective is not complete, right? And I think that's why it's pretty important that this song is like so early in the album like second is because you know you got got this rest whole rest of this album to listen to to really kind of like figure this idea out yeah it's uh the mountain is like the same metaphor as the river where it's like it's not like there's this one thing that if we can do it we'll be able to to you know get out of here and uh like there's the darkness on the edge of town that even if we were able to cross that black sea and uh the the river and all that sort of water it's like it, it we're not really getting anywhere it's the same thing and even if we like climb this mountain it's irrelevant because it's it, it's it's here and it's 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 us that we need to deal with and not some sort of thing we need to overcome uh and yeah i think that this um He's, uh, you know, he's he's not going out for a pack of cigarettes and not going to be back in that sense. You know, he may die. He may get shot and things might not work out. And it's not because I don't love you. It's, you know, uh, it's it's this is something we need to do. And I know the risks when I'm rolling the dice. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, musically? Musically, like to go right back to the start. It's such a. It's really funny because it's a classic and it's not classic. It's a classic mm-hmm. arcade fire to like escalate the music so fast, right? It's like you get into it and like it's just a little quiet and then just like crescendos right up. But then what's not classic is like we don't usually talk about what's missing in the music. But this one, what's missing? No, like organ, right? Mm. Lot, neon Bible all the way through. Like it's heavy, heavy organ. But this song is like like we said, like it could almost be on the suburbs because like you know it's that lack of organ to start. This isn't one that sounds like it was recorded in a church. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I This one also is different because there's not a lot of Arcade Fire songs with a distinct kind of riff or, or lick. You know, like uh, on the suburbs, there's the do, 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 do. Yeah. And on Sprawl 2, there's the do, 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 do. But most songs don't have some sort of like recognizable riff. But this one does, even if it's the simple, like, it's very, uh, 
like it's very simple, but it's like you they play that one riff once and you know exactly what song it is. Yeah. Uh, I know, like, I've been listening to a lot of the War on Drugs. I, I always listen to the War on Drugs at the end of the academic first term. It's a very end-of-November, December band for me. Uh, a lot of those songs have just, like, a doon, 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 kind of one riff that's very, very simple. And I think that, like, yeah, immediately you hear this and you know what song it is. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's It makes it recognizable, for sure. Yeah, this is... I this is such a top seeing live song for me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With without a doubt, I I don't know whether it's my favorite song on Neon Bible. I have to think about that for it's a while. It's not for me. Oh. <laughs> I can give you that right right away. I yeah. I I anyway. Well, you want to go into ratings? We're talking about that. Okay. I have uh, "Rivers So Deep" as my metric. Ah. What do you have? <laughs> I had rivers so deep as well, okay. but I just changed it to places animals go when they die. Ah, because like we were talking about the the Death Star collapsing, and that was your metric. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> the I, Death Star collapse. This is my biggest misheard. The animals go when they die. I all because I always thought that fit in so well too. Like the Death Star is like that doesn't make sense. That's just a misheard. But animals like. <laughs> I was shocked to find out that it wasn't this. Yeah, I find one of those things really funny about this podcast is, you know, the Death Star collapsing. It's like I remember, the, I remember saying that. I don't remember what song. I, I don't remember like wh- when we talked about that. Deep blue, deep blue. Mm-hmm. Okay, because like I remember, because we just we've we've gotten some we've got email um, emails from people who listen to the podcast, and they'll be like, yeah, like because obviously they listen to it so much after that we talked about mm-hmm. it that I really have to go back into my memory. It's like, did we talk about that? Like especially things that are not related to the song. <laughs> And um, it's like it's like it's one of those things. It's like obviously lots of people would binge this as I binge my other podcasts mm-hmm. I listen to, and it's just like you're getting all these things in a row. Whereas I'm just so spread out. You know that could have been a year ago, and I uh, yeah, so. it uh yeah perhaps in like five years or in when we're showing our grandchildren, we're like, oh let's listen to this podcast. Like oh grandpa, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have so. I, in my mind, I thought that I haven't been the kindest to Neon Bible so far because people have talked about, like our listeners talk about on, on Twitter because we've talked, what's your favorite album? And I said, oh, Neon Bible's like a, not, it's it's a bit of a, it's like a dark horse. I think most people would say it. But then I, so of the four songs we've given so far, I gave Black Mirror a 2.5 and Black Wave a 3, but I also gave Antichrist a 5 and Intervention a 5 and now keep the car running five rivers so deep, five animals, places animals go when they die out of five. Uh, it, yeah, musically, lyrically, like I love, I love this one. It is very much one that I can listen to at any given time. Uh, yeah, I, and like the Half Light 2, I expect Owen to give this one a three and a half or a four. Yeah, wow, you're, you're, <laughs> you used to know me so well at this point. Four rivers so deep out of five. My thing with, uh, Keep the car running. So it's really funny because I'm such a hypocrite. Eh? So I, I really like about keep the car running. It's got that thing that makes you want to move. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, I feel a lot like uh, Don Cherry when I say, it. you know, it's like that, that it's got that thing that makes you want to move. It's always like, you know, kids, listen up, <laughs> all you young hockey kids out there. Okay. No, but to get back on track. Um, yeah, it's got that thing that makes me want to move. So I mean, usually, you know, that's my sole criteria to give it a five, but it is less i don't know it's it's a little bit more boring I there's find. something that isn't there for there's you. something that's not there it's a little bit more boring compared to like 
it's on a top neon Bible song. That's what I can say, right? Mm. So I can I can list you know three other songs on neon Bible, which I'm like I like those songs better than this one. So I can't give it a five because then it would be equal to those other neon Bible songs. So it's mm. like you know it's 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 in the upper half of neon Bible for me, but it's it's not the top one. So uh, stay in the four there. Music's good, makes you move. A little generic, little. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> angry emails off, off that comment. Yeah, it makes you. I think makes you move. At least for me, it's more like a workout. Running makes you move. Not that I wouldn't dance to this, but it's it. That's the emotion. Like I got desperate. Like I got. I've got. I've got to run. I've got to get out of here. Um, rather than uh, rather than I want to. I want to boogie. Uh, yeah. And for everyone who does love Neon Bible, I, I've still got a lot of uh, faves in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, like with the fives, like things would be fives for different reasons, but it's still like they're all up at that threshold, even if I like them all the way up there for different reasons. I'm a lot more liberal with the fives than Owen is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you got anything else to say, Owen? No. Yeah. So join us uh, next week for a very, very deep cut from the compilation, the red hot compilation, Dark Was the Night, Lenin. Until then, we've been Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, and you've been fantastic. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.